Beloved, we return to Proverbs chapter 1 this evening. We were at verse 5 this morning. This evening we look at verse 10. Let me read that for you, a short verse. Uh, but let's give our attention to it, and may the Lord help us to listen closely, considering what verse 5 said to us this morning. Proverbs 1, verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Again, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. This morning, the sermon was on verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. The message this morning on that verse was to learn, learn to listen. But of course, learn to listen to God, learn to listen to the Spirit, the Word, learn to listen to good and godly counselors. counselors. On the other hand, the opposite tonight with our text in verse 10, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And the message for you this evening is learn not to listen to losers. That's the message for you this evening. Learn not to listen to losers. Plug your ears. Turn the speaker off. Walk away from the representative trying to sell you. When God's people are seduced by sinners, they must not listen to them. That's the point of the text. When God's people are seduced by sinners, they must not listen to them. Sinners, what are sinners? Sinners are those who transgress God's law. Sin is defined in the scriptures as the transgression, the breaking of God's law. In this sense, natu naturally we're all sinners. R Paul's big argument of developing in Romans, we're all sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. We all need Jesus to save us. In this case, there's really a contrast between those who would want to walk with the Lord and those who would want to walk against him. So they particularly become identified as sinners because sin is who they are. Sin is what they do. Sin is their life. And they deliberately and unrepentantly want to get others to join them in it. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 12 that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Romans 1, verses 26 to 32, I'm only going to highlight a few things most relevant, but it's a detailed description of all these abhorrent sins and lifestyles, particularly devolving into these kinds of things. And about people in those kinds of horrible, sinful lifestyles in the world, they are spoken of, of those, spoken of as those who God gave up unto vile affection, verse 26, and who God gave them over to a reprobate mind, verse 28, and in verse 32, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They like to see others do it. They like to get others involved. Proverbs 16, verse 29, 
a violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. Think about that with our verse tonight. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Again, why? Proverbs 16, 29, a violent man who enticeth his neighbor will lead him into the way that is not good. Remember, Proverbs, similar to Psalm 1 we just sang and we'll revisit tonight, is very much warning about which way are you going to go? Which life are you going to live? Wisdom, according to God's word, or foolishness, according to the world's words? Who will be your counselor? Who will be your guide through this life? And we see here in the scriptures that sinners like to entice you to become one with them. Not just sin, but join them on the slippery slope of all kinds of lots of sin. And that just they just want to bring you in. You see, misery loves company. But it makes a horrible companion. Sinful misery loves company, but it makes a horrible guide. As it would entice you. That word entice could be translated deceive. You know, deception is always enticing, isn't it? You know, the way Satan wants to get us to sin, and we've had quite the study about that in our Wednesday studies for some time now on the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. And we've seen all of Satan's devices. He knows how to deceive and entice, making it sound so good, and all the arguments, such good reasons to violate God. He wants to entice, deceive you. He wants to do that through sinners who want to entice, want to deceive you. This is what the devil does. He is the deceiver, the father of lies. How did he deceive Eve and Adam? By enticing them. That they could be like God, lying to them that what God said wouldn't happen. Explaining away what God said and making it sound like it would actually be good for them. But how did he deceive Eve and Adam? How did he begin the deception? By beginning a conversation with them. By getting their ear See, even before getting their eyes on the forbidden fruit, he first got in their ear. You could say, you know, the Proverbs warn later about not being led away by the nose. And perhaps that hook is threaded while the enticing words are spoken in the ear of such a man. The devil began to advise Adam and Eve. That's how he got them to sin. He became their counselor. He became their advisor. And the crazy thing is, is they let that conversation start. And they let it continue. They listened to him. They should have said, shut up and walk away. But they listened not realizing the devil is a loser who has already lost but wants to bring down anyone he can with him or at least as far down as he can take them. Genesis 3.15, he wants to bite the heel of Christ. Uh, Revelation 
12, he's the dragon, he's the serpent, that deceiver, and he's waiting there to devour, he's trying to devour the woman, the church, and since he can't, and he can't devour the Christ child he was trying to get, he wants to try to destroy and devour and ruin his people. But he is the loser. The whole, the whole part of Revelation 12 is teaching while he's doing that, he's already lost. He's been cast down from heaven. His end is the lake of fire. He won't be the principal of the air forever. And he knows this and he hates it, but he wants to try to drag you down. Uh, Revelation 20 verses 1 and 2, he's already bound by a chain. He no longer has the influence on the world that he did before the Messiah has come. He no longer has the power and influence to keep the spread of God's people. Now Christ is advancing his church throughout the world and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Satan has already been defeated on the cross. Christ stepped on his head. Satan has already been defeated and so has death and its victory. No sting because Jesus has raised himself from the dead. And so you, Christian, who are trusting in Christ already have the victory. You are already more than conquerors. You will place Satan under your foot, the scriptures speak. But you've got to be careful because he's still going to try to talk to you. He's still going to try to trick you like he tried to with Jesus in the garden or in the, excuse me, in the, in the wilderness. He's going to flatter you. He's going to offer you things that sound good and help you, you think, solve your problems and your pain. But the end would have been death had Christ given him too much counsel and given in. Christ didn't really have a conversation with him. He just quoted the Bible back to him. You must not give in to his invitation to have a uh, to counsel you in conversation through sinners and deceivers of this world who will do the same you must not give your consent you could translate that word willing you must you must not be giving your consent to their counsel when they would entice you with deceptive counsel you must not consent to give them your ear and listen to them. Do not be willing to have a conversation with those who have already lost and keep losing. They pretend they are so grand, but they are dying. They're on the road that leads to destruction. Yours is the good life. Yours is the way that leads to life in Christ. Theirs is a rotting corpse walking its death march across the land. Disengage with deceivers so their foolish words will not bring you harm. Turn your ear away from the devil and unto God's Holy Spirit and to God's word. Remember what you sang this evening in Psalm 1. And remember, Psalm 1 is really setting up all of the Psalter, similar to how the Proverbs in the early part are setting up the rest of the Proverbs. Which way are you going to go? And what's going to decide that is who are you going to listen to? And what are you going to learn by what you listen to? 
will you learn wisdom from Christ or lies and foolishness from Satan? Psalm 1 is similar. Who are you going to listen to? With whom are you going to walk? Who are you going to let be your trusted advisors? Verses 1, 4, and 6 of Psalm 1 warns uh, by first stating the blessing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The ungodly are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. They are losers. But that's not what they say, and that's not what they want you to think. They want you to think you're a loser if you don't hang out with them, if you don't spend time seeking their approval and their guidance and their advice about how to dress or how to walk or what to sing or what to read and where to live and what to spend your time with and whom to spend it with. They want you to think that if you don't want to be with them, you're the loser. But the truth is, they are the losers. Satan has lost. And that life is foolishness, the Proverbs will warn you. And it ultimately only leads to loss. You must respond to deceivers just like Jesus did to the devil. Quote the truth of God's word in its proper context until they walk away. Because just like the devil, they don't want to be around that. And say to Satan, as Jesus did, get thee behind me, Satan. Or as my seminary professor once said, you know what Adam should have done? When Eve said, come on over, I have this, I'm having this nice conversation here. You know what Adam should have done as the federal head to protect his wife and his progeny? He should have stepped on his head and crushed it. But because they listened to him and kept the conversation, they died. God told the truth, but they foolishly listened to Satan and didn't learn and died. But Jesus did step on Satan's head on the cross, Genesis 3.15. So keep your eyes on him and your ears away from the serpent's forked tongue that at some point will slither through the mask of those masquerading for him and lick the itching ears of those who only want to be lied to from the pulpit. And the counselor's couch. Such counsel only pretends to be here to help you when in fact it wants to use you until it saps all the good life out of you. And all of your resources. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Beloved, there are certain friends in your life that you probably just shouldn't talk to too much. There are certain friends in your life that you just need to recognize are a bad influence and they will ultimately destroy you because they're not really caring about you. They're using you. And they are speaking for Satan, not for Jesus. Jesus. 
They are telling you to do things that the world tells you to do and making it sound good and even making it sound biblical. Everybody can quote a Bible verse wrongly. Satan did when he was trying to tempt Jesus. I want to encourage you also be careful about media. I didn't grow up with social media. That's the first thing that seems to come to mind. The enormous influence of social media and so many quote unquote friends that will lead you astray. But naturally, the music you might choose to listen to, the news on both sides of the aisle they're representing often, often is very dangerous. The talking heads are very often not really speaking for Christ, but they know how to make it sound like it. You have to have discernment and you have to know how to listen rightly according to verse five so that you know who not to listen to because victory is in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and nothing less. Everything else will be loss and any earthly kingdom anyone's trying to build will end up being a loser. You know, lipstick and breath mints can only hide canker sores and chronic halitosis for so long. And the latent poison of the tongue of seductive sinners and their kisses eventually take their effect. Get into the bloodstream. Give them no counsel. They're losers. Do not listen. Proverbs 27, verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Keep that in view with verse 5 of learning how to listen to those who would lead you rightly and make you wise and bless your life. The second part of Proverbs 27, six, 27 verse 6. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Now, stop and think about this for a minute. You know, we think of warfare, literal warfare, you know, foxholes, what have you, more modern warfare. You don't just let the enemy come right in with their weapons seeking to kill you. But that's not how deceivers and sinners work as they work for Satan's kingdom. They know how to sneak in and make you think they're safe. They know how to sneak in and make you think what they're suggesting is wise and good and best. But they're actually an enemy and their kisses are deceitful. They want to entice you with flattery. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Our scripture says this evening, don't give them your ear because the end is the opposite of what you heard about this morning. Anthony Salvaggio in his book, A Proverbs Driven Life on this verse, that is Proverbs 27 verse 6 writes, friendly counsel generally helps keep us from heading down the wrong path in some particular area. But correction becomes necessary from a friend, of course, when we are already on the wrong path and need to change. No flirtation with compromise, he says from a friend. 
An enemy, he says, on the other hand, an enemy operating from a false man-centered worldview can only misrepresent the nature of the path we are on. Instead of corrections, there are kisses, seductive congratulations, and flattering compliments that dull our vision and draw us further down the false path. These are curses masquerading as blessings. Denying reality, they do nothing but delay the pain of reality, which will be all the worse and all the more damaging when it finally and inevitably arrives. Beloved, learn not to listen to losers. To learn, learn to listen. But as you learn everything you are to learn, learn not to listen to losers. And that is the message for you this evening. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Learn not to listen to losers. Let us pray. Lord God, you have the victory. You give the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. You make us more than conquerors, and we will tread Satan under our feet. Lord, let us listen to Jesus and learn not to listen to Satan. We pray in Jesus' name and all your people said, Amen.